Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award-winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you need batteries for your truck, batteries for your trail cameras, TV remote controls, flashlights, you name it, Interstate Batteries has what you need. They have thousands of retail locations all over the United States. So stop in, talk to a battery specialist, or for more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. My name is Clay Newcomb, and I'm the host of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. I'll also be your host into the world of hunting, the icon of North American wilderness, the bear. We'll talk about tactics, gear, conservation, but we'll also bring you into some of the wildest country on the planet, chasing bear. Welcome to the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. This is the Bear Tech, Colby Moorhead. Before we get into today's podcast, we want to highlight a few of our friends. First of all, the Western Bear Foundation. These guys are doing great work. They really represent bear hunting in a, in a, good, a good way. And they're doing things with public to, to help bring just knowledge. They're also working with wildlife agencies and different studies and just really contributing whatever they can to help this thing that we love so much. Also want to highlight W Hunting Supply. Their customer support is next to none. I've heard Clay on the phone with them before, and they are great to work with. Just really uh, supportive people that know their product, and they'll do whatever they can to make sure that, that you leave happy. And then we need to highlight Northwoods Bear Products. I, uh, I actually used it for the first time last year when I started here. I baited my first sight. It was a big milestone. And I'll tell you what, after I added the, the Northwoods to it, those bears just started coming in, just really hammering it. So my def- I definitely became a quick believer. It smells pretty good in small quantities, 
do not store it in your truck. Back of the truck for for the Northwoods, but you definitely want some. Also, check out the southeastern chapter of the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. I'm not really sure what to say about the BHA that hasn't already been said. They're doing great work to make sure that public lands stay public. You definitely want to check them out after this podcast. James is a great guy, and I feel like he really represents the BHA well. On this podcast, Clay is joined by his father, Gary, and his son, Bear, alongside James Brandenburg from the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, the Southeast Chapter, and his son, Zach. This is a youth turkey hunt they did this last weekend uh, in the mountains of Arkansas. They talk about some of the history of turkey hunting in Arkansas with what it was like whenever Clay's dad started hunting turkeys. And they move into how it is today and they recount their hunt and just have a really good conversation. I think you're going to enjoy it. Bear check out. Well, if you think you hear the pitter-patter of rain on a on an awning and the crackle of a pine killing fire it's because you do um we are in the national forest here in arkansas and we're at our youth turkey camp so it's uh today's april the 11th it's the first day of youth turkey season in arkansas and it's been raining james how long has it been raining uh about four hours, I think. Four or five hours now. It's been raining since three o'clock. Three or, yeah, I think about three o'clock. And that's almost exactly when they said that it was going to rain. The only weather forecast that's accurate is the one that says it's going to rain when you want to hunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, let me introduce here who who's around our fire. So, let me describe what we've got. We've got one of these like camping awnings, you know, and we learned today that this is a, how big is this awning, dad? 20 foot by 10? 10 by 20. 10 by 20, kind of one of these little just outdoor awnings. Pop up canopy. And we learned that they will blow away in a storm (laughs) if you don't tie it off. So we've got this thing tied off to the truck, to the camper. We've got rocks hanging from it. And uh, we've got a fire built inside of it, so we dec- we wanted to see if the fire would burn a hole through the roof or if it wouldn't. And turns out it doesn't. When yeah. the wind's blowing, yeah, it hasn't yet. <laughs> but no, so I've got uh, right here to my left. I've got my dad, Gary Newcomb. He is the CEO and president of the Newcomb School of Hard Knocks, Newcomb Hunting School of Hard Knocks. Dad, can you can you greet? Can you greet the people? Yeah, I'm waving to them right now. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> and then we've got Bear John Newcomb, who by the end of this, you're going to learn a few things that is going to be important about him. So Bear's 14. Bear, say hi. Hi. Oh, wow, you sound so enthr- – these boys have been up for a long time today. <laughs> and then to his to his left, we've got Zach Brandenburg. Zach, stick that up there and say hi. Hello. Yeah, so Zach, Zach's 14 as well. And so you, we're going to get to my next guest here, James Brandenburg. So James, Zach's father. James has been on the podcast before, but we were youth turkey hunting with Bear and Zach. Yep. Yeah. And we're eventually going to get to the story of a quite eventful turkey hunt. But uh, 
Dad, how long have we been hunting back in here? Oh, my goodness. Oh, we moved, you know, 84, probably 89, somewhere in that range. You know, you guys were probably old enough to come out with me at that time. I don't remember, but somewhere around 89, I'd guess. Yeah. 1989, not 18. <laughs> <laughs> 1989. Yeah. yeah. And so all this country back in here, you know, this is – this national forest and when you first moved down well i I mean you've lived in this part of the state your whole life but you moved over to kind of western arkansas man when you first got here in the 80s though that was kind of the heyday of arkansas turkey hunting wasn't it it was good it was really good and you could kill three birds yeah 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 and and you know if you were any kind of turkey hunter at all, it was very easy to kill one or two, you know. Yeah. I don't actually remember three is the limit. I know I don't think I, but maybe maybe at some time in there it was. But, uh, you know, you could move around and, and maybe kill four a couple of years. You know, we could yeah. go, up to, go up north a little ways, go south a little ways, and you, yeah. it was legal to kill more than two birds yeah so james you you didn't hear the full story today and now dad we're gonna have to tell this story without mentioning any names okay um you didn't hear the full story so okay dad is a he, he's a retired banker yeah okay so he was a he was he was a banker in this small town over here in western arkansas and when dad first moved to this town to work at the bank how old were you dad 30, 36, probably. So now you're 72. 72. So you're 36 years old, and he's a hunter, and he's a banker in this small town, okay? Okay. And a guy, probably 15 years older than you, maybe 10 years older than you, comes in. You know what story I'm wanting you to tell about a, a, a gentleman that was well-known as a a uh, not the most honest turkey hunter that yeah. took you turkey hunting. Yeah, yeah, I remember that well. Well, do you want me to tell the story? Yeah, or do you go tell ahead. It? Go ahead. You can tell it. I don't. You know. Well, okay. So, Dad meets this guy. Dad's a new guy in town, wanting to build a good relationship with the people in the community. And this guy comes into his office, and he's a turkey hunter. And so, Dad and him hit it off, and they become buddies. You know, just acquaintances. And the guy says, "Hey." why don't you come turkey hunting with me? And dad was like, great, you bet. I'll go turkey hunting with you. Well, let's go Saturday. And so dad's like, great, let's go Saturday. So he tells you where to meet. Y'all go turkey hunting. And I may remember the story as well as you, or I I remember it almost word for word the way you told it. But they, and so you, you take out, you hijack this story at some point. Okay. Okay. So, you and this gentleman go to the turkey woods and you you hear birds and he he calls in just a big group of jakes and these jake turkeys come in and he's trying to get you to shoot and you can't see them you can't see them you're out of position and finally they get to where they're going to spook and he boom boom shoots two of them right at the time you could it was legal to kill jakes Okay. He kills two jakes. 
And so, you know, dad's kind of a new turkey hunter. He's like, man, we just killed two, you know, this guy just killed two turkeys. Good for him. Well, the guy says, hey, Gary, I bet if we go right over the ridge, we can call those turkeys back in and you can kill one. Well, so they go right over the ridge and uh, this guy is a top-notch turkey hunter, turns out. They call and here come these birds back in. Am I right? Correct. Well, same story. Dad's trying to get on these turkeys, get on these turkeys. He can't, he can't, he can't, he can't, he can't. And all of a sudden, from somewhere over to his right or left, he hears, boom! (laughs) Well, another turkey hits the ground, and it was this guy that had killed it. This guy's killed three turkeys. You have three. I I know for a fact you could have three. Yeah, that year. You you kill three tag, three turkeys. So, you know. Dad's just saying, well, this guy's just finished up his season. Mm-hmm. Turns out he may have just been starting his season. But <laughs> so they haul three turkeys out of the woods. And uh, and Dad is, doesn't think much of it other than just there's a great hunt and this guy's a really good turkey hunter. Well, he puts the turkeys in the back of the truck and they go down to the local gas station. And both Dad and this guy walk in the gas station. Well, Dad had noticed that this guy didn't put his tags on the turkey, but you didn't think much about it. You know, just like, well, he'll probably do it here in a little bit. Well, Dad and this guy walk in to the gas station, and all of a sudden, the door to the gas station swings open, and it's the game warden. Do you remember who the game warden was yeah, at that time? I do. The game warden walks in to the gas station, who will remain unnamed. And uh, Dad notices that the guy he's hunting with kind of slips out the door he'd just come in. (laughs) It kind of slips out to the parking lot. And uh, just so happened he put his tags on those turkeys once the game warden showed up. And then he walks back in. And the game warden says, hey, how'd y'all do this morning? And the guy goes, man, we had a great morning. Killed three gobblers. And uh, Game Warden comes out, looks at the turkeys. They've all got their tags on them. Am I right? No. Well, can you tell it? I can. Tell it. Well, a buddy of mine called me the night before and said, the Game Wardens are thick out that way and make sure whatever you do is legal. And, of course, I am legal. I mean, but this other guy, I don't know, you know. That's right. But me, not a big deal. I said, I don't care. I, I don't, you know, if I do something illegal, I don't know about it. And I said, I'm not going to worry about it. And he, he said, okay, now I'm warning you. This guy you're going with, I don't know what, you know, but you, you, they're they're looking tomorrow. And so <laughs> when we pull up at that station, I'm telling this guy all the way, aren't you going to tag those birds? Nah, nah, not yet. And I go, are you sure you don't want to tag those birds? So we pull up to the station, and we go inside. And, of course, he's he's kind of tickled. He's got his realtor and his banker with him. And, you know, he's just introducing everybody to everybody. And uh, all of a sudden, the game warden, which was a mistake, pulled up right at the front door <laughs> where you could see him. Okay. Well, well, this guy goes straight over to where you sign in and acted like he just walked in and he was signing these turkeys in. 
So you had the check sheet. Oh, okay, okay. No tags on the birds, but he was signing the check sheet. So when the guy walks in, my buddy goes, hey, man, what's going on here? Meet Gary Newcomb. You know, hey, here's my other buddy over here. Look at these guys I'm running with. I'm, you know, I'm a pretty cool guy. <laughs> well, he goes out. I, I can't remember if he went and looked at the birds or not, but the birds didn't have tags on them. But he looked at the check sheet, and he got in his truck and drove off. And, 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 and you know, they... They wanted, yeah. they wanted somebody out there real bad, <laughs> and, and uh, I mean they missed a glow golden golden opportunity. It, if he had just parked his truck two down, and if he'd have looked at the birds in the back of his truck because he knew to look there, yeah, yeah, and go, I got this guy dead to rights. Well, in in the in the in what later became known as you've now lived in that community for forty years. Is that that guy uh, was kind of a world class turkey poacher? His That's whole right, life. and a, a world class guy too. I mean, you know, he, he was able to do that and still remain respectful in a certain degree among people in the county because he was a good guy. Yeah, but yeah. he could just kill turkeys like you've never seen <laughs> can i tell him he killed i better not anyway he killed a few birds that year yeah. and uh it, it was amazing to me to see all that come down and how the game warden didn't he, he had his chance they missed it he, he but missed what it. was so funny to us was you know years later is that this new banker is going out with this known outlaw and yep. didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So that's the funny part of the story. And so my buddy, I didn't say it quite that clear, but my buddy said, do not go with this guy. And I said, you know what? I don't really care. I'm not going to do anything illegal. And I've never hunted with a really good turkey hunter. And I've been hunting for several years, and I've never had somebody of this quality show me how to turkey hunt. And I said, I'm going with him, and I'm not going to worry one bit because I'm not going to do anything illegal. <laughs> and so anyway, it was it, it, it's been a kind of a community joke among hunters all these years. I've kind yeah. of enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. yeah. But well, and that gentleman has since passed away. Yeah, and he, he's an awesome guy. I mean, yeah. uh, he's done so much good for so many people, but he was absolute you know. He was poacher. an outlaw. He was a poacher. Yeah. So Well, what a great way to start the podcast to talk about incredible turkey hunt that we had today. It was a lot of fun. That was fully within the bounds of the law and within the bounds of lots of great and wonderful things. Yep. Um, so did I uh, – no, 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 Dad, you keep yours on. Uh, Zach, why don't you give that headset back to Bear here? Um, so we – for the, for several years, we have uh, we've youth turkey hunted many times with tag teaming with another father son team. We've done it multiple times, and uh, it's always a challenge, but it's worked for us several times. It seems kind of clunky to have four guys trying to set up on the same bird, you know, two hunters. But we've done it before, and it's really worked well. 
And so James, uh, I invited James and Zach to come down here with us. And uh, now, James, you've turkey hunted yep. a fair bit. A little bit, yep. Yeah, and y'all turkey hunted last weekend in Missouri. Right. Yeah, we went up for the youth weekend in Missouri. We we live close to the border there, so we headed on up there, and uh, it was not a nice weekend weather-wise or turkey-wise. or It was nice to be outside. We found a mess of morel mushrooms. Really? How many did you find? Over 30. Did you really? Yeah, in one spot. Wow. Um, which will remain nameless, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah. the ethics of mushroom hunters. Yes. But... Uh, but yeah, we we had a good time running around in the woods, but we didn't see or hear a turkey. Yeah. Well, so Dad's been scouting down here for the last week, so you kind of knew what the turkey situation was like down here. For starters, the Arkansas turkey numbers are down as much as sixty percent in a lot of places. Our our brood numbers are way down, and there's a lot of almost mysterious stuff happening that. It's hard to even it is a lot of it's habitat related, it's predator related, um a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good podcasts out right now, uh, with with that biologist from Georgia that was on the Meteor podcast. Yep. He was also on the Land and Legacy podcast, and he talked about all the all the stuff that's going on with our turkeys, but that's affecting us. Twenty years ago we would have come in here and had a we would have had a bunch of turkeys located. Right now, we're lucky to find one or two gobblers. That's about right, isn't it, Dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did, what would it have been like in the good years back in here? Oh, I mean, uh, 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 average or below average hunter like myself can come in and kill two or three birds a year and, and even bow hunt them, you know, and get shots Yeah. Uh, without a blind. I mean, you know, it was just... It was just nothing to kill one or two birds and then switch to your bow if three was legal. I don't actually remember that three being legal, but obviously it was. But, uh, you know, I'd kill one with a gun, then go with a bow. And, you know, every Saturday is about the only time I hunted. And, you know, I'd work birds every Saturday. It was no big deal. Yeah. And several birds, you know. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. So... You had a couple of spots picked out around here where you had uh, you'd heard one bird gobble. You'd seen some tracks and some other places and a little bit of sign and maybe seen a bird or two cross the road. And you know we had some history. We quit hunting down in this particular area for about ten years. Yeah, 10 and years. then this is the first year we've kind of been back. Right. And uh, so we got down here yesterday evening and set up our camp. And Dad and I went up on a just kind of went on a little ride yesterday evening and kind of randomly stopped in a spot that historically had been pretty good right about the time you roost a turkey. And uh, I owled, and, man, a turkey gobbled probably 300 yards away. And uh, that was a big deal to have a have a bird roosted. I mean, we knew just about right where he was, Um evening before opening day a youth turkey that was a big deal and uh the weather was supposed to hold out fairly well it turned out to be just a kind of a wild day weather-wise we we had had everything every single possible thing well we didn't have any frozen stuff so we we dodged (laughs) that bullet well that was almost that was last weekend i think yeah yeah well um 
so what we did is uh, we went, we got in there early this morning. We got in there. What time we get in there, James? Before six. Definitely before six. Yeah. 545 probably. We left camp around 515 and it was probably a 10, 15 minute drive to yeah. get where we were going. And we were walking well before daylight. And what we were going to try to do was just get as close to this bird as we could before he even gobbled just so we'd know, you know, we, we could move in position on him. And uh, so we we did that, and the wind was blowing just a little bit. How much how, was the wind blowing much, Bear, when we started? A little bit. Hey, bro, you're going to have to unzip your hood. Bear looks like a mummy over there. He's all, he's, he's pretty cold. You're going to have to unzip that so we can hear you talk. There we go. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's conserving energy, He's, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wind was blowing fairly. You know, it was variant, but probably up to ten, twelve miles an hour at times. Yep, I'd say that's about right. But at daylight, we got up on the highest little point, and I felt like we were within one hundred and fifty to max two hundred yards from where that turkey. We'd heard him gobble the night before, and we sat there. And Bear, what did I what did I tell y'all that we were going to wait to do? What was the sequence of events? We were going to wait till the birds started chirping. Then we were going to owl and see if he would answer. Yep, is that what we did? I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did. The yes. answer to that is yes. That's just what we did. We uh. Now, so, you know, there's like this sequence of the morning when you're turkey hunting, you know. You start to see the sky kind of light up in the east, and then you start to hear the Tweety Birds, mm-hmm. and then you might start to hear the Whooper Wills, um, and, then, and then you start to hear the Crows, and usually about the time you hear the Crows is about when you typically are going to hear a turkey gobble, and... Uh, a turkey that really wants to gobble will be, will be, can be gobbling long before that. Have you ever heard a turkey gobble way before daylight? Yes, James? yes, I sure have. Yeah, and there's gobble and gobble and gobble and gobble. But my last few trips out, I have not experienced that. So it's been a while. Yeah. So we sat through the Tweety Birds, the Crows. Uh, can we help you with, with that, Dad? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, well, I owled two, two times and we never heard a turkey. Right, yeah. I owled two times, and that was shocking to me because I knew that the turkeys were, I mean, I just knew that there was a bird hearing me owl, and it was, it was a still morning mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, the wind would swoop up. Every now and then, but then it'd lay low for 10 minutes. So, like, plenty of time to hear a turkey gobble. And after you, and after you owl hooted a couple of times there, I think, you know, it's not wrong for me to admit that as the, as the sun kind of slowly started to creep up and, and illuminate everything, one of the things that it was starting to illuminate was a little bit of doubt. Yes. Just, you know, have we, what have we done wrong, you know, and, it's not even probably quite legal light yet. Yeah. And there's already doubt in my mind. It's like, <laughs> we, what have we done? 
Yes. Well, finally, I owled, and we heard one gobble way off. Mm-hmm. I mean, about as far as you can hear a turkey gobble, we heard a turkey gobble. Yep. And, and it could not have been the one that we roosted, so we still knew there was one pretty close, mm-hmm. or felt like there should, unless he got spooked in the night or something and flew off, which is possible. You know, you can roost one and him just not be there the next day, which is uncommon, but... Well, directly I owled again, and one gobbled closer yep. on the ridge with us, but still pretty far away. Mm-hmm. And then what happened, Bear John? Then, then we kind of got within like 200 yards of it, and where we thought it was, and then we kind of got down on these trees... And because Zach is left-handed, he took the tree on the left. He or, took no, the tree, he took on, the the tree right. on the right. Yeah. And then because I'm right-handed, I took the tree on the left. And we kind of sat there. So we were within about seven, eight feet of each other. So we, and for the most part, even with each other, based upon where we felt like a turkey was going to come from. And, uh, you know, we wanted to keep safety in mind we didn't want to get everybody too far apart we'd had a safety briefing beforehand make sure everybody was clear on who's going to shoot when and which direction and all of that so we were well prepared yeah and 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 our our philosophy was is that if it came in well our philosophy was that no one was going to pass the shot waiting for someone else to shoot right but if we're sitting pretty much side by side whoever's on the right is taking the bird if he's more to their side and if it's on the left, whoever's taking the bird is, is, is you know, more to their side. But I talked to these boys, and neither one of them had killed a turkey before, of how these public land gobblers, you better, you better take advantage of the situation. Which was a little bit of a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Remember this, podcast listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, about the time that you start thinking that everything's okay and you've got time with a turkey is usually about the time you lose him. So you better capitalize on the first shot you get. Also, these woods were much more open than what I was used to hunting and what you're used to hunting too. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the thing that just blew me away is how open it was. So, I mean, we could see a hundred yards in a lot of places. Easily, easily a hundred yards. Yeah. So we, we really didn't know that hundred percent because i hadn't been in these woods in a long time we just reached for this bird and i could see what it looked like right there where i was at but i really didn't know what it looked like down there on the ridge and uh so when we got in there it's super open and so i knew that this bird is going to have to be coming to us through a lot of open country mm-hmm. which can be difficult and so we uh we set up on this bird 200 yards called it i believe it answered me twice Mm-hmm. off the roost and then that's when i saw a bird about 80 90 yards away kind of skirting around us mm-hmm. and i said i see a bird and then you guys saw a bird that i didn't see that just came right up in our lap mm-hmm. and we're still undecided if it was a jake or a hen but mm-hmm. i mean it was 20 yards from us right i mean zach's got pretty good eyes and he spotted it first better let zach have the headset Go ahead, James. So so right after you had seen the one cross the road 
and I couldn't quite hear what you were saying, so I was we were playing telephone a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So Zach relayed to me, and so I was sitting real still, and then and then Zach goes, "Oh, oh, there, I see it, I see it, there it is," and uh, this other one evidently was real close. I mean, twenty yards probably, and we couldn't ever make it for legal turkey. Yeah. Right, Zach? What what did you see when you were looking at it? From from the neck up, it looked looked like a gobbler, but there was I mean there was no beer that you could see just just looking at him. And it was so. still kinda little little dusky. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't have real good light yet. The the sun clearly was not quite up up above the horizon yet. We didn't have any light on the trees or anything. Yeah. I mean it was we were legal, but it wasn't you know, it was that very first half hour time, you know, where yeah, where you're it's you're really right to, when you're hoping to kill one. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to pull as many details out, and I mean, everything else was perfect. I mean, he, she, it gave us everything you'd wanted, except yeah. it didn't didn't prove that it was a male turkey. When I first saw it, I thought that's a Jake. I felt like it was tall, and I felt like it was dark. But I just didn't see a beard. But sometimes a Jake beard can be so small, right. it just looks like a little yep. feather sticking out or something. It can be very short. Yep. And I and it and it was, you know, it wasn't light enough to tell. You couldn't see anything sticking out as a as yeah. a beard, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I was looking at. If he would have been a little farther away, I'd have put my binoculars on him. But, yeah. you know, I, we were pinned. You know, we had to sit there still, so yeah, we had to let him walk. Yeah, which was a good thing. And so we sat there for probably 30 minutes trying to uh, trying to get the work these birds and just try to assess the situation, you know, where their birds coming in. Where the, was there another tom around that just hadn't gobbled that was coming in or, you know, what was happening? And so... Finally, after 45 minutes, I said, hey, let's just leave these birds. They're not going very far, and let's just keep walking down this ridge and calling. Well, this was about a, let's just say, a three-quarter of a mile long big finger that just had this beautiful flat top and was just great walking, easy walking. That's some of the easiest walking hunting that I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> we were just walking down kind of an old trail. Yep. And uh, we walk, and one of my favorite ways to turkey hunt is just, you know, kind of run and gun, which is just walk and cut about every 200 yards, just a loud, aggressive cut, and just kind of walking slow, listening, walking slow, listening, but then calling and trying to shock gobble one. And long story short, at what time did we hear that you called and that turkey answered us? Around oh, nine. Gosh, I think it was around eight thirty or nine. Yeah, I mean we went. It was fairly we, early. We had taken our time to get there, but it was still pretty early in the morning. Yeah, you know, I, I think it was by nine o'clock that we were down there. And James called on his slate, and one just answered, just right, cut me off. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what you wanted. You know. Yes. He he cut me right off, and so. he was. Cl- I'd say he was within a hundred yards. Easily, wasn't he? easily, yeah. He was close, and we all four of us just dropped to the ground, 
found the nearest tree. The boys got their guns up. And I was just expecting a bird to be killed in the mm. next minute and a half, two minutes. Yep. I mean, that's what I thought was about to happen. Yeah, I, I sat down. I mean, that time I sat down so quickly that I was in the least comfortable position I could possibly be in. That, you know, number one, the sense of urgency to get down there and and uh, get situated quickly. And number two, I didn't think I was going to be there very long. Yeah. And after about, I don't know, two minutes or so, I I pretty quickly regretted that. <laughs> that set up. Everything yeah. fell asleep. Zach, what did you think? So you you hadn't, this was your first morning to really work some birds. Was that pretty exciting hearing that turkey? Yeah, we worked them before, but they've never, they've never come, they've never been actually close to us. We've never seen a turkey while we've been hunting. Yeah. I mean, that turkey was... It was close. It almost made my ears ring. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty exciting, pulling down, thinking he's about to pop over the ridge. Oh, yeah. I thought we had that one for sure. But he never showed. Nope. So we it, it was just a classic shot gobble with a bird that probably had hens that didn't want to work. And uh, I wasn't going to call to him again. I was just going to let him come in. But after probably five or six minutes, I don't – time is just – I don't even know. It may have been longer than that. It may have been shorter than that. But finally, I called again. <laughs> Nothing. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to call. I've called twice. He knows we're here. And we sat there. We sat there. We sat there. We sat there. We probably sat there over 30 minutes, do you think? Uh, it Probably not quite 30 minutes, I'd okay. say, judging about how when, you know, where I looked and kind of checked where we were, it was probably about 15 or 20 minutes we sat there and waited, though. Yeah, yeah. We sat there until the bird never gobbled. We never heard him gobble on his own. You called on your slate that mm-hmm. he originally answered nothing. And what do we say? We said, well, we'll come back to this bird yep. mid-morning Yep. when he doesn't have hens. He's not ready to die. And so we pretty much hunted back the way we came. Mm-hmm. And about 9.30, we decided just to take a rest. And so we kind of just sat down. The boys took a nap. We kind of just chilled out, listening for a turkey. But the idea was to go back right into that area mid-morning, you know, between 10 and noon. That was Mm kind of what I was thinking. And hopefully get that bird to gobble again. But little did we know how it would all pan out would be pretty cool right so we uh at 10 o'clock it was after i got a text from my buddy whose son killed a turkey at 10 o'clock we said okay it's time to go back in there yep so we're probably a half a mile from there where we were kind of yeah i'd say it's half a mile back and forth yeah yeah so we're a half mile away at 10 o'clock we start walking back into this area where we heard the turkey gobble and uh and I called one time. Hey, Bear. Bear is asleep. Wow, that's amazing. The smoke is in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a real, legit campsite podcast with boys who've been turkey hunting hard all day and are tired. Um, so we we called a couple of times on the in. Before we got there, nothing, nothing, didn't hear anything. 
and then Bear and Zach are in front of me and James, and we kind of come op- over a little rise and look down through kind of a little saddle, little low spot, and I see something that just isn't right. Everybody knows what that feels like when you think you see game and you just tell everybody to just slam on the brakes. And what I saw was a deer. I saw a deer. And I just said, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, the dad, the excited dad <laughs> voice, you know. And uh, both of these boys recognized it immediately, didn't you, Bear? Yeah. You know that voice, don't you? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so they slammed on the brakes, and I'm trying to – evaluate what I believe I've seen. And I'm looking at a deer down there at about 80, 90 yards. And I can't see the deer's head or the deer's butt. I just see his midsection. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this deer and I'm telling the guys, there's a deer down there. And, you know, we're not deer hunting, but still you don't just spook game when you see game. You stop and try to learn something or watch them. Well, this deer hadn't seen us because I, I later would see it drop its head and feed and right over, like I could see him between these two trees, and right over that deer's back, about 30 yards, I see what appears to be a turkey. <laughs> and Dad asked if the turkey was riding on top of the deer's back. And I, I don't believe that it was, but from the angle that I looked, I mean, it was like this deer and this turkey, it looked like they were sitting side by side. And I go, there's a turkey there, too. There's a deer and a turkey. And, and, I'm you had, and you're holding your left arm. You're holding your left <laughs> arm out. And everybody, it, it's like we're playing freeze tag, and everybody's frozen. Yeah. Not a person's twitching a muscle. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I had my arm out to tell the boys to stop, and I just never put my arm down. Because when I saw that turkey, I'm pretty sure he saw us, or he saw something, Mm -hmm. and I just knew he was about to spook. I knew this whole thing was about to blow up, and a turkey was about to fly off, and a deer was about to flag and run, and everybody froze so quick, it took about a minute to realize neither of these animals were aware of us, Mm -hmm. but I could see that turkey's, at that time, his head was just white, uh, you know, just this bright, look white-looking head down there, and I saw it twitching, moving around, and then I saw it, pow! I saw it lean out and gobble, and I said, "Did y'all hear that?" And everybody, you, now James, did you hear it gobble? I, I, the first time, I think it did. Yeah. Well, the thing gobbles, and so I just say, guys, everybody to the ground as slow as possible. And so these boys did awesome. I mean, just like statues still, they just moved to the ground low, 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 low. And once you got about kneeling distance from the ground, the turkey couldn't see just the way the land laid. And so they, everybody dropped to their stomachs, basically. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure out what to do. Do we try to call this bird in? But if we move around much, he's going to see us. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things can see so good. And so... We kind of just sat there and just watched and watched and watched. And finally, I said, let's just let that bird walk off. And then we'll go down there and call him in. That was the idea. And so, I don't know how long we sat there and watched this turkey. But we did. And finally, he just turned and just started walking away from this deer. And the deer just kind of passed through the saddle and went down off the ridge. And this turkey just kind of walks away. And uh, we hear him gobble as he's leaving. 
It's 1030 by now. And he's clearly alone. Uh-huh. And I did not see a, a, a big beard, but I felt like by his gobble and I saw him strut one time. I felt like it was a long beard, but I couldn't see a beard. And he gobbled and then apparently he kept walking because the next time he gobbled, he was pretty far away. Yep. And I, I just said, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. What do we do, James? Well, so we all got up, quickly moved in that direction, but kept kept down. So we were kind of hunched down. We moved up probably, what, 50 yards, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. I don't even know if we went quite that far, but we moved up on him, found a good spot where we we had a little bit of cover between us and him. You know, one of the few spots probably in the woods where there was a little bit of stuff down there to break up our yeah. outline. And... uh kind of resumed the positions that we had been assuming all morning, you know, Zach on the right and Bear on the left and got all set up and got got comfortable that time. Got comfortable. <laughs> got ready. And we we put out a decoy, which I don't think did us any good. Mm-mm. But I, I had I had what a cheap little decoy that I just set on a kind of a brush pile out there, just thinking maybe he would see it, key in on it. And once we got ready, I said, here we go. And I called. Yep. He just answered right away. Yep. And that's always a good sign. And so, I, you know, everybody knew what happened. Everybody was ready. And I gave him two or three minutes. And I really wanted to know, did he cut any of the distance? And so I soft, you know, three, four note yelp. Yep. And and he had, he was waiting. He was coming. He was closer. Yeah. And that's when I told Bear, I was like, okay, get ready, man. He's going to be, he's coming. Um, I think we heard him gobble three more times, maybe mm-hmm. just two more times. And I think I may have called one more time. I think I called to him three times. Yep. And, um, and he finally, Zach went, well, Zach saw him. Uh, out there about 80 yards. And then Bear, how far was he when you first saw him? Probably just about that far. He was just like out there. He was out of range, but I could see him in between these two trees, and I kept on seeing little glimpses of his head go by, his bright red head. Yep. Yeah. So, man, that is that is so, to me, that's the best part of calling in a turkey is that first moment when you see that red head coming. Yeah. And uh, now, Barry, you'd never killed a turkey, and I just, I, I, he, the way he was coming, he he was veering to Bear's side. He was just that's just kind of the way he was coming. And, you know, we set up quick, and and we actually there was a pond right out in front of us, which probably yeah, hurt. we we kind of garhold Zach, I think, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that was what we had, you know. Yeah, and, and he could have just as easily gone off the other way and come right down the road and you guys would have i mean you'd had to shoot over zach's head so it's just the way it worked out yeah you know zach saw him out there pretty early on and watched him and and you know we couldn't i couldn't hear you really at all um but zach and i were whispering back and forth and we kind of had it all planned out you know zach's like okay well if he goes on this side over here well he's gonna that'll be bears and and I was looking at it. I was like, "Yeah, that's probably probably what's going to happen." And Zach's like, "Okay, well, yeah." 
yep, yep. Okay, yep, there he goes. He's going that way. I said, all right, well, keep your safety on. Be be ready to go. Yeah. And uh, so we just sat there and... When once and and he could see him way better than I could. Like uh, I was just had way more stuff in the way, so I'd catch a glimpse of it of him every little bit. But then when he got probably seventy yards, you know, that's about the time that I could kind of see him and looking around and kind of bobbing his head up and down, you know, like they come in and was kind of sliding off to my left. So we just watched him work that direction. Yeah. Well, he. I quickly realized that with this open a terrain, that it was going to be hard to get him just right in our lap. Mm-hmm. And also felt that by the time it took him to cover the distance that he did, because he he didn't just come running in. Right. He he was taking his time. He was a little wary. He I don't think he. Did you ever see him strut, Zach? No, he said no. Yeah. Uh, so he, I mean, he was coming in, but he was he was not, he wasn't seeing what he wanted to see yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of, what you were thinking is kind of what I was thinking as he yeah. was coming in. Well, and so what I told Bear was I, it is I just said, hey, the first clear shot you get at that turkey, shoot it. And, uh, and I finally saw the turkey, and I felt like the turkey was in range, and it ended up being a little bit further than I thought it was. But I told him to shoot. I said, you know, it was clear that he was gonna he was gonna skirt to our left, and uh, I saw there was a long beard, saw its red head, and uh, I thought the turkey was probably forty five yards, and we've got a good twelve gauge, three inch, good choke, and. Uh, when bear saw him boom and what happened bear well he kind of like came out from between these two trees and i couldn't see his whole body i could just see like his front half of his head and i just put it right at the base of his waddles and shot him and then the gun kind of kicked up so i couldn't see him and then i brought it back down ready to shoot again but I saw his wings flapping, and you said he's down, and it was, yeah, a, it was he, a done deal. He rolled, he yeah. rolled, man, and man, we had him, and it was a nice two-year-old bird, nine and three-quarter inch beard. We didn't get to weigh him, but it was a heavy bird for a two-year-old bird, mm-hmm. and uh, man, we were pumped. I felt like we stole that turkey because later, later today, the weather turned terrible. You know, I mean, it's been raining all afternoon. We were going to try to get Zach back out this afternoon hunting, and, I mean, it's just been storming all evening. There's stuff blowing around right now. <laughs> and uh, so we we had, you know, between the this being a spot that we really hadn't intended to hunt, we kind of just lucked into roosting a bird there to go in like we did. And uh, and for it to just work out just like you wanted to, you know, to kill a bird at ten thirty when he's by himself is kind of what you want to do. I mean, like that was just like textbook turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. Set up on the roost, work birds. They don't come in. Shot gobble one that's probably got hens, and then come back mid morning ten thirty lone turkey and kill it is just like textbook. So I told these boys that they really 
probably learned a lot and could learn from that that hunt just as a kind of a textbook turkey hunt. Yeah, they got a good education this morning. That's what you want in a youth hunt. Yes. You know, you want them to get out. We saw, you know, while we were walking, we saw many different kinds of tracks that we could kind of stop and identify, um, you know, what the animals were that were in the area. We had different kinds of reactions to the calling so we could kind of hear maybe what we interpret as kind of half-hearted Jake gobbles and and then mature gobblers talking to us. Yeah. We heard a little bit of, you know, that first one passed by us. Don't know if there was another hen back behind us, but, you know, we heard some little soft yelps yep. as they were moving through. So, yep. you know, in terms of all the different things that you can go through in a turkey hunt, you know, aside from that, if if the one that he shot had gotten away from us and we'd had to kind of try to get around him. Yeah. That'd have been the only thing that, that we could have added to it, I think today, but yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful for the whole, the whole entirety of the experience, you know? Yeah. Yep. It was a great morning of turkey hunting on public land down here. Really was, really was, man. I told bear, there is very few things that I feel as accomplished from doing as killing a turkey on a beautiful spring day. I mean, it's there. It's a it's a it's a irreplaceable feeling, and uh, just coming out of the woods with a big gobbler swinging on your back is fun. Oh yeah, and it being bears first. Bear, what do you think? You probably don't like this very much. You probably won't do it again. <laughs> Definitely want to do it again. <laughs> uh, well, we'll uh, hopefully we get some good weather so we can get Zach on some birds in the morning. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll get some. At least, get oh, we don't need much. We don't need much of a break. Just a little break. Just enough to get in position is all we need. Yep, to hear one. Uh, Dad, what do you think? Well, I was pretty impressed. You know that you guys could go in there and do what you did. It was it was a really a good turkey story, and I like the way you said it. It was a really good example of how those birds uh, behave. You know, you, the gobblers were with the hens early. The hens go to nest probably. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And they don't have a they don't have hen. They're not hen up at that point. So yeah. it, you know that's the best time that I found to call them in and you, you know I don't yeah. know that you could have done it any better with more drama than what you guys pulled off and I'm <laughs> I was pretty pretty impressed with it myself so yeah well it was super fun I love the youth turkey hunt because you know you get to get out with uh you know we've done a lot we've youth turkey hunted every year since uh Probably my daughter would have been seven years old. So the last 11 years, I don't think we've missed a youth turkey season. Mm -hmm. And we've taken a lot of people, not just my kids, but we've taken, you know, three years ago, our buddy David killed a... So, okay, and I said this to Zach to make him feel better. Three years ago, Bear was in Zach's position. Yep. Two boys sitting side by side. 
and the turkey came to the other boy's side and he killed his first turkey, you know. So it kind of, yeah, it's just kind of the way it goes. But uh, so we've we've taken a lot of people. We've doubled up a couple of times like this. Um, my my uh, oldest daughter's killed a turkey. My middle daughter missed a turkey. But turkeys are hard to come by for us. I mean, like you don't you don't get a lot of opportunity at them. Mm-hmm. The youth turkey season's short, but it's so good because there's not as many people. Yeah. If we'd have been in there, so Monday's opening a adult turkey season. Yep. There'll be people I feel like all over that. Yeah. And but youth turkey season, you kind of get a pass, and you can get in there, and it's pretty cool with the older boys who are strong enough and able to walk like men. Yeah. You know, you're not dragging around a eight year old. Uh, which which we've done. Yeah. We we've done it. We've and I've called up a lot of turkeys for these young young kids that can hardly hold up a shotgun and don't get a shot, you know, and mm-hmm. that's fun for them, but it's it's cool to capitalize on it, but but a good day. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, to be able to get out there and do that, especially you know, as stressful as the spring has been to just get together and and uh have an opportunity to get out and you know and that's what hunting does a lot of times you know you can you can boil life down into its essential things of uh eating sleeping and going and finding your food in the woods you know you yeah you, you, it it's like a Oh, it's, it's it just kind of distills away all the impurities, and and that's I think why turkey hunting in the spring is so enjoyable, is you get all that all that renewal. You know, the deer are they're moving around a little bit. They're they're not quite as frightful, you know. So you get chances to sit and watch, which we did today after yeah. after we got that turkey on the ground. You know, we had that little that little light colored deer come in and just kind of sit there and look at us like, what are those things and what are they doing? Yeah. You know? And, uh, and it, it just, it's, it's good to, to be able to get out and do that. And, and, uh, so thankful for the opportunity and we'll get Zach on a bird for sure. I mean, that may not be, may not be this weekend or it might be, you know, but, there's one thing I know about Zach Brandenburg is that he'll be begging to go back out as soon as he can. Yeah, man. Well, there's something honorable about something not coming easy. I mean, Bear told me on the way walking out of the woods today, we split up. Y'all went on and hunt and hunted out a certain way, and we went back to the truck with a turkey. And Bear said he's hunted every year in Arkansas for the last eight years. <laughs> wow and that's true that's persistence he's uh so he's 14 so how long have you hunted since you were since i was six that's the first year i took you turkey hunting yeah when you were six years old that's when it's legal for you to hunt in arkansas and uh so he's hunted every year and hadn't killed a turkey yet so but i also said that he has been third string quarterback uh because his sisters older sisters always got to go and be the number one person on the youth turkey hunt and then his younger brother didn't even make the traveling squad uh <laughs> so shepherd hadn't even got to go but shepherd will be up next year maybe but what i'm trying to build barry in and i know you're trying to build zach in too and we're training these boys to where they can go do this on their own yeah you know i mean it's 
you learn so much by somebody calling in birds for you, like Dad learned uh, back, you know, and he learned to turkey hunt pretty much by himself, but he went with a few good guys at different times, and you learn so much when you go with good turkey hunters. Yeah, and it's invaluable that this is one of the one of the kinds of hunting where having somebody else show you what to do. You can watch all the videos you yep. want, but man, I mean, Zach and I had done a lot, and you know, Zach's older brothers too have done a lot of stumbling around in the woods, looking for turkeys, listening, you know, calling and whatever. But you know, even a couple of years ago, I had a buddy of mine who loved a turkey hunt, and he took me, and we did. It was the same deal, you know. First morning was tough. We went out and we heard a little bit, but, you know, we couldn't do a lot of running and gunning and, and didn't get a chance to really go to any birds that morning. And then next morning we woke up and, you know, they were just hammering right away and right where we were camping. So it was basically uh. jump into your clothes and, and run at the birds, you know, and then I still got to experience a lot of stuff even as part of that that's where I decided I could do this. You know, I was just trying it out every year for several years until then. And so, you know, being able to get out there and and learn something from somebody else is, is a good way to, to get into this. So, so if you're a good Turkey hunter, take somebody else out with you sometime and, and show them a few things. Yeah, for sure. Bear, what'd you learn today? Was a, I mean, distill it down. Part of being a, being a, 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 what's the, what's the word? An aware, intelligent, self-reflective person is to be able to do stuff and then be able to understand what you learned. What did you learn today, Zach? You're next. You'd uh, be thinking. Well, I feel like I haven't really like the past all the other years that I've been turkey hunting. It's you know, like you said, I've kind of been like third string, so it hasn't been like <laughs> as serious, you know. So I I wasn't really like paying as much attention, but this time I was paying a lot more attention, and I kind of like realized that there's a lot more strategy to the like when you call, yes. how you call, where you go, your position, then just comes across. Yes, and yeah. What have you been doing the last eight years? <laughs> no, that's excellent, Bear. That's good. Yep, because I told Bear, I said, I want to turn him loose and just go. I want him to be able to hunt on his own. All right, Zach, what did you learn today? We're going to switch the headset here. Oh, okay. I think I learned uh, probably more today than I have, what, like, how long have I been turkey hunting with you, Dad? <laughs> all those too years. long not, not eight years but i mean yeah four or five years easy that we've gone out yep learned like you said like all these different things that happen today like that's that's never half of those things have never even happened to us so right. we learned what what to do in those situations and what not to do yeah but it ended up working out well to me what really boost your confidence is when you're on a successful hunt and you're like, oh, okay, so doing this actually can work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It never has before because we did stuff today that you and your dad have been doing for a lot of years. Just the 
everything just didn't line up, you know, when you were with him. Now he's killed some, he's killed turkeys. Yeah. But, but the, you know, and boy, once you get confidence, then you realize, okay, I need to run these ridges. I need to call. I need to be patient when one gobbles. I need to stay up above them. And if you just do that enough times and enough days, you're going to kill a turkey. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's important for both of you young guys is just like, yeah, put in the time and uh, become a good caller, which, you know, everybody's working on. And uh, and then it just helps to be in turkeys. I mean, you can learn more in a couple of days of hunting in, with a lot of turkeys around than you can in a lot of years with not many turkeys. And so, man, we did pretty good this morning. Got in some turkeys, had some action. Yep, I'd say we'd had a blessed weekend. Yeah, man. Well, um, Zach, or not Zach, James, what's going on with uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers in Arkansas? Can you give us like a short update? Yeah, yeah, so we're still on track. Um, You know, we've got our application in to be our own chapter. Um, You know, we were were hoping to have that, uh, you know, kind of a, a party at Rendezvous, but I you know, it's not looking like that's going to happen this year. I saw that they're going to have a virtual rendezvous. I yeah. saw the email today. Okay. While we were sitting up there waiting gotcha. before we killed the turkey. Gotcha. Okay. Well, the cat's out of the bag then, so I can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're going to do it that way. And, um, but otherwise, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things that we're really looking for in Arkansas right now is, um, we've got a good, core group of people uh, on our board who are uh, engaged and I mean we got a lot of plans for the year this all this junk that's going on right now is you know like it is for a lot of people it's it's caused a little bit of uh, being unsettled with a few things but you know we're still committed to the mission and and we really could use um, some some people in central Arkansas. I've got a few people down there. The, the ones that I have from central Arkansas are great and they're doing a good job. And we could use a few more people who are just interested in what BHA has going on, what we're bringing to the table. Um, and just to, to help us uh, diversify our leadership base within the state. Um, and that's probably what a lot of what we'll concentrate on for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, what had, do you need people willing to do? Uh, you know, from a, from a, a board perspective, it's just have a little bit of time available to, to help us put, put events together. And when we talk about events, you know, of course the thing that most people with will associate with BHA would be like a pint night or something like that, just to get together where we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll put a theme around that and, and, and try to um, try to make it educational or, you know, getting ready for a season or something like that. But then other events, you know, whether that's finding us a habitat project um, and we've got a couple of partnerships that are, that we're working on with the forest service and there'll be some, some projects a little bit later in the year that we'll, that we'll get out there and really, We'll be taking care of some campgrounds and doing some mobility impaired hunting programs um, in the national forest. So it really is just people who are, are willing to, to be engaged a little bit in 
in the process of of leadership. You yeah. know, whatever that's going to be. I mean, some sometimes it can be, you know, I'll show up and man a booth, or it can be I'll be the secretary, or it'll be, yeah. you know, just 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 those kind of things. And, and you know, we'd really like to to get some more women involved on our board. We we had uh, one lady who was on there with us, and she had to step away, which we really regretted because she was just a dynamite uh, individual that she brought a lot to the board, but, um, you know, so we'd like to just get a little bit more diversity of, of geographic representation. And then, you know, just, just more people who are interested in doing a little bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, that's great. That's great. Good to hear it. That the chapter's moving forward and too bad about rendezvous. I was going to try to go out there. Yeah, we we were taking the whole family this year, so ah. it has it has turned our whole summer upside down. But no, boy, that, no, you know, is what it is. Yep. Well, hey, we uh, our fire is dwindling down. The rain has uh, intensified slightly. Wind is picking up. Um, we're going to sleep in the tent tonight. Dad's in the camper. James and Zach have a nice setup in their truck. Uh, Dad, you got anything you want to say? Got any favorite turkey stories you want to tell us? Well, you know, I've got a few. I'm not sure how interesting they are, but uh, close us down with a story. Make, you know, make it about, you know, hit the high points. Okay. Make, okay. It, about, make it about six minutes. You, you got to keep in mind, I'm average turkey hunter at best, but when there were a lot of birds, you know, I mean, I could, I could kill them. You thought I was real good, and I had... Went out one night after work, afternoon, and I roosted a bird, and I knew I had a meeting I had to be at early, so I had to kill that bird within about 30 minutes. So I got in real close to where he was roosted, and uh, I got so close when day broke, I could see the bird on the roost. And so I'd never seen a bird fly off the roost, and I just kept watching him. And finally, you know, I just lost my focus. And the bird, first thing I know, he's on the ground. And he, you know, I called enough to where he knew where I was. And I had my gun up, which is a crazy three-and-a-half-inch single shot that will just, I had, well, it, it'll, it'll kill you when you shoot it. It it kicks so hard, I, I won't shoot it. It bloodied Clay's <laughs> lip, and I, I can name three other people probably that it bloodied their lip. And anyway, I loved it, and I still have it. It you know, so it shoots real tight, and I mean, it is a killer gun. I got this gun up, and I'm wondering where this bird is. And after about five minutes, my wish came true. This bird is right on top of me, but instead of being in front of my gun, he's standing right beside me. I look in my peripheral vision, and this bird is three feet away, <laughs> and I, I, I just could not believe it. And I was in buck brush, about three feet tall, so, you know, my head was about the level of buck of brush, turkey. and this bird... Is right here. I mean, you know, I could actually have bent over just about six inches and grabbed him by the feet. Well, it'd be a really cool story if you'd have done that. <laughs> but I got this pop gun, I like to call it, pointed straight ahead. Well, this bird, he's like scripted. 
And I go, okay, now, bird, walk right in front of my pop gun. And sure enough, he did. I think I've said six feet, you know. Right. Uh, who knows how far, but it was, I mean, extremely close. And and I have a red dot scope on it. And I, I pulled the trigger and missed the stinking bird at six feet. And I'm like, see this bird fly off this ridge. I just couldn't believe it. And, uh, but it was, a. The, the problem was I closed one eye and, and I got that worked out. And, uh, so anyway, there were so many birds. It wasn't a problem to kill another one, but that, that story is uh, one of your all time favorites. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, to have a bird just walk up right next to you, I'm like going, what? <laughs> so it, it was pretty fun. Uh, that's something. That's good. Well, guys, hey, keep the wild places wild because that's where the turkeys live. Yep. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose Interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. 